You're now listening to Chris Spiracy. Chris X Matt. We question everything. Break the matrix. We are the ones they fear. If we don't make the change, it's never going to change. Yo, what's up, my people? Welcome back to another episode of Chrispiracy. I am your host, the one and only Chris X Matt. There's many Chris's out there, but there's only one Chris X Matt, and that is me. That is I. Thank you guys for tuning in to the only podcast where we continue to break the matrix. Today's episode is very special. This is a top dog conspirator in my eyes. We got a top dog of the conspiracy community today on the episode. But before I introduce my guest, I want to say shout out again to all the new listeners and the new followers. Thank you so much for tapping in. Please subscribe on YouTube. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please follow wherever you listen to your podcast at, uh, except Spotify. Fuck Spotify. <laughs> uh, Conspiracy isn't on Spotify. It hasn't been for some time. I got a I got a message the other day, or um, someone mentioned me the other day asking, um, oh, you know, if it's on Spotify, where, where they if where they can find it on Spotify. And unfortunately, Spotify has banned me since probably like the fourteenth episode. Um, you guys can thank Human Vibration. <laughs> I don't even know if it was her or not, but the uh, podcast did get banned the episode after, once the Line of Purple's episode dropped. Yes, it did get banned. The funny thing is that Spotify told me that I violated terms and condition, and I'm still trying to figure out what terms those were. They haven't told me. They're giving me the runaround. I mean, I know why they did it. I just want to hear from them. I know why. I'm not going to act naive to the content that I'm bringing. But it's just surprising because I, it's such an early stage for my podcast. Like I could expect this if maybe I was doing tinfoil hat numbers or if I was doing Tommy G numbers and or Larry Johnson numbers. I can understand it like that. But come on, conspiracy, a couple hundred plays, it ain't, it ain't nothing serious. So the fact that Spotify took me down either tells me that they have a sophisticated AI that can just pick up on all the keywords in these podcasts. Or um, maybe I violated some music shit, but I don't I don't have any, I don't play music on conspiracy. And the intro is all original music, not, no samples at all. So who knows? But fuck Spotify. We're going to keep it at that. But I also noticed that a lot of other uh, podcasts get banned from Spotify. I believe My Maria 777 is off of Spotify. Obviously, Tommy G is off of Spotify. I'm not sure if Triple E's on Spotify still or not. But we're going to keep rocking until these platforms get taken down. We're going to keep uploading shit until these platforms get taken down. So, Chris Piercy will be dropping every week until further notice. Further notice means maybe I want to end this. I want to end the season, maybe or I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But real quick, I want to give a big shout out to my brother Dennis B. Messiah. Uh, he knows why we've been putting in a lot of work lately, getting things situated because there's a lot of shit coming. Uh, I won't speak too much on that, but I just want to give a shout out to him and for all the promo work that he's done for us. 
or for me, actually, uh, he went back and did. Dennis does all my promo work, you know. So every every week I drop promo for the episode, like a promo cover art, an, an alternative cover art that kind of corresponds to the episode. So Dennis, me and Dennis started that probably around the first guest that we did that with with was a Metal Rooster episode. The Fellow Rooster episode was the first time that we did a cover art, alternative cover art to promote the episodes the day of. So we've been doing it since then. And um, we recently went back and did the cover arts to all the episodes that didn't have any alternative artwork prior to us starting it. So I'm trying to figure out a method to drop these new covers. Um, So I decided that every week, and I actually forgot to post one today. Wow. Every every Monday I'm gonna be posting resurfacing the old episodes and tagging them with the new with the old with the new artwork that we've done for them. Just because I do have new listeners and followers, and I just want to um, resurface the old the older content, the beginning content of Conspiracy, because uh, I think uh, people haven't gone back that much. And if you have, shout out to you. If you've gone to listen to Overly Blown Podcast, shout out to you. Um, Man, what's going on in the world? What's going on in this Matrix today or this week? Um, They're still talking vaccine shit. Obviously, everyone's willingly out here getting it. I don't even know why they would even mandate. Why do they have to mandate it when everyone's willingly getting vaccinated? Right? It's like... They just say some shit and we go do it. There's not even there's no need to mandate shit because half the people I feel like have taken this shit. Every time I'm driving out and about and I drive past the vaccination center, them lines be long as fuck. So it tells me it shows it's showing me that people really out here getting they vax they vax. But hey, if that means that you're gonna feel better and go outside again and open shit back up, then go get vaccinated. Go do us that solid. Go do us people that know what's going on. Do us that solid, normies. Go out there and get vaccinated. Do your thing so shit can open back up. But now they're talking about, yo, Johnson & Johnson? I don't even want to talk about, you know, vac shit because, yeah, you know how that shit go. But they got, they recalled theirs? No, they, it's, yo. It's too soon to get one anyways, yo. Come on, like, be, use common sense, people common sense but i feel like most of the people that listen to this pod y'all know what's good y'all have common sense and i kind of feel for the kids that don't have a choice in none of this shit right like imagine having parents that are just super brainwashed sheep and and imagine if you can't just think for yourself or i mean decide for yourself because you're obviously you're under your parents supervision or guardian or whatever shit's fucked up out here well who knows if it's out here i don't know i don't know because you can see videos of we see videos every day, and who knows? You know, I don't buy into videos anymore. If it's not if it's not happening in front of me, and if I'm not seeing it with my own two eyes, then hmm, questionable. And I'm not gonna let it eat me alive, or fuck with my conscience, or make me not sleep at night. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 Um. Uh. What is going? What else is going on out here? Oh, nothing really, huh? I don't even know what's really going on out here. I've been so tapped out. I've been so busy just getting shit ready here that I don't even really keep up. If it's not like some mainstream shit, then I don't really come about it. I'm not really learning about it. 
On a side note, though, I'm a Coiler Ray fan now. I don't know if that matters to anyone. <laughs> but Coiler Ray fire. Now, hold on. Hold on. If you're listening to this, hold on. Coiler Ray looked like a fucking little girl. I'm not here saying I fucks with her look-wise. Is she cute, pretty? Yeah, whatever. Sure, she is. I'm not saying that she's an ugly you know, girl, but she does look like a little girl. She looks like a 15, 16-year-old girl. But... The music be hitting. The music be hitting. I fuck with her sound. I fuck with Koi Lorray. I do. And Cardi and Playboy Cardi wasn't lying when he said he woke up to people sounding like him. He was not lying. Cause shit. But yeah, okay. Let's get into it. I got a good episode for you guys today. Um just about an hour, kind of short. Been hyped to do this episode for some time. I've been reaching out to this guest for a minute, and it just wasn't my time. He wasn't doing podcasts for a minute. He wasn't ducking me. He wasn't ghosting me. None, none of that, you know. It just, honestly, even if he did read, read the message, it just wasn't my time. And that's how I look at. That's how I look at shit, right? Like people like this, like my guest today. People like Hotep Jesus. People with big followings. I'm not saying that they're too good to be on my platform. I'm not saying that if I don't, if I reach out, they're gonna be like, no, because you have a, you're a small platform and you don't benefit us. I'm not saying that, but the fact that they take time out of their day to do just a just a podcast that I'm just up and coming podcast that don't really got no big cosign, don't have no big audience like that or crazy audience. So to do my my pod. With your with his top with their type of platform means a lot to me, man. Like for real, that shit be amazing me. So today, on the show, this guest in my eyes is a top dog conspirator. I said that earlier, but to me, he's a top dog in this conspiracy uh, community. Um, he's been a big part of my journey, my awakening. He's been um, you know, I've heard him on many other podcasts. So it's crazy that now he's on my podcast. Like, that shit trips me out. Even when I had Hotep Jesus, when I had Human Vibration, these are people that I've had that I've heard on other people's podcasts, big podcasts. And when they do mine, it's like, yo, oh, shit. I remember last year I was listening to you on some other podcast that's big, and now you're doing my podcast. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So shout out to Hotep Jesus. Shout out to Human Vibration. Shout out to all the guests, man. Really, shout out to all you guys that come on my show and bless me with your presence. And today, I'm blessed by a big presence, man. For real, I've been super excited to get this guest on because I want to know more about him. We know that he's a a conspirator. We know that he's into the black cube of Saturn. We know that he's a writer. We know that, right? But I want to know, do you ever stop going down the rabbit hole? Do you detach? What do you like to do, right? So it's a kind of different little approach. We try. I try to stay kind of away from the black cubic Saturn stuff. We kind of did for the most part. Um, I try to really stay away from conspiracy shit, to be honest. I kind of try to play a neutral role with the guest today. And today on Conspiracy, we got none other than the young God, the young king himself, Mr. Nick Hinton. 
How are you doing today, brother? Doing great, man. Thank you for having me. And by the way, I didn't mean to ghost you. If you didn't notice, I didn't do podcasts for like six months. I was just burnt out. <laughs> it's all good. Bro. <laughs> sick, I, I don't even care. Sick of talking about the Saturn Cube, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because. I know, bro. I, like, you, like I understand when you drop the book and you go on a press run, you go on a promo run. I get it. You know, try to get the word out of the book and get and get the sales off. But then it's like every episode you're talking about the same thing, and I could even tell when when they're asking you the questions, you're, you're kind of like, again, here we go answering this question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was I, I pride my platform to be a, a platform where you know I try to get a different side of of um of uh these the people I the guests that I have on here because. Um, there's many, there's multiple sides to, you know, to, to us and not everything's just conspiracy. Not everything's just about debunking stuff. Like we do enjoy things as well. We are in this matrix. So, um, like I know you enjoy music, you know, I know you, 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 you're trying to do music, correct? Is that, is that true or am I, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, I love music. That was like my original passion. My original dream was to be a musician. Um, it's kind of like on the back burner just cause, I kind of am taking the path of least resistance right now. Like it makes more sense for me to keep doing books and stuff. Mm. But at one point in my life, I was surrounded by a bunch of musicians. I was just in studios and around a bunch of people that were willing to help me make music. And that was the path of least resistance at that time. So it made most sense to just make music. And, but yeah, I'm hoping that at some point in the future, I'll meet up with people again that can help me do that. And yeah, I'd love to get back to it. It's just kind of taking a break right now. What kind of music, uh, do you do or do you like or do you enjoy listening to <laughs> honestly it's like acoustic rock type stuff i mean i've heard it people compare it to like green day or against <laughs> me or our bands like that no rap no rap nick no i'm not a rapper oh, <laughs> I tried. i've honestly tried to write some hey, hey, i've we, given them to i've given them to friends and they've done them and hey, we gotta hit up eyes and you gotta get a get on a beat and you gotta make a conspiracy album, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, man. I've never wanted to do conspiracy music. Like I used to listen mm. to like Hobson a little bit, and like um, I forget the other guy, Immortal Technique. Um, I used to listen to that a little bit. But some, who's that new guy? That's like an English guy, and he's got like that really unique voice. Do you know who I'm talking about? English guy, unique voice. No, I don't. I don't know. He says some wild stuff. He's like. And we mess with the pioneer blend. He's got like this really weird voice, but uh, I don't know. I kind of find that stuff a little bit corny. I mean, it's cool. It works for some people. I try and do like with my lyrics, I try and make it uh, like more subtle. Yeah. Like I think a lot, I think a lot of artists are talking about all the same shit and they're not saying it straight up. They're just doing it very like eloquently, I guess. I have, I have this idea for, um, for a song and I want to call it tell a hoe to take an eighth of shrooms. <laughs> because uh, you know and sometimes the hoe gotta go to the moon bro and fight her demons one-on-one -on -one, you know like i can't help you you gotta go through that journey i i feel like right i, I like I, I think we should start giving the people like it's making this entertainment in a way you know because a lot of this conspiracy stuff is overwhelming it's heavy um a lot, yeah, of, yeah. a lot of information you know and, and people always go down this like a depressed a depressed rabbit hole and they they figure they, they're trying to figure out what can I do to you know contribute to the world what can I do to fix the world and sometimes it's just like bro just create your own little inner matrix and do you know focus on you you don't have to try to fix the world and it's just it's just it's just crazy bro the the you know where we're it, at it, in it it definitely helps to make it like entertaining make turn it into a form of entertainment like make a fictional story or right. even a movie or like like you said like music um 
But yeah, one of my favorite quotes by um, one of the creators of the Discordian Society is the enlightened take things lightly. And I think mm. that's one of the mistakes many people make when they first begin like the journey down the conspiracy rabbit hole is that that's all they focus on is like the darkness. And they totally forget that the whole point of realizing that there's a dark side is that there is a light side as well. Mm. Yeah, you kind of have to know the bad and know the good. I right, agree. Um, so... Nick, let's let's start right. Let's start like this. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, in your mind, in your head, who is Nick Hinton? Um, Nick Hinton is an avatar that I'm playing right now. <laughs> mm. Who's an author and a podcaster and a musician, and I guess just a creative. You know, like yeah. I just like to create things. Yes, I do see that in you. You are you are creative. Um. You you uh, you you said you said a podcaster. You just started your new podcast. Um, I'm gonna just say this real quick because <laughs> it was funny when I asked you to when I asked you the to come on the pod and you were like, oh, you do everything based on numerology. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then you dropped on the 22nd. And I was like, oh, you do everything based on numerology. I feel you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't remember if I did that on purpose or not. Sometimes I do things based on numerology. Sometimes it just works out that way. Um, like, for example, today, you're not really supposed to work out on seven days, according to numerology. Big facts. Because it's a date. Yeah, and I worked out anyways. And it's probably a mistake because I was way more exhausted than I felt like I should have been. Okay, let's, let's stop right there because this is how I feel about the energy. So, okay. Cause you know, I believe the power of thought is more, you know, more powerful. So if you, if you're already putting in your mind that on a seven day, you're not supposed to work out, that you might get injured. Don't you feel like that, that makes it more, more like you're going to get injured. If you're already thinking you might get injured, right? Yeah. 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 It's like nocebo. It's like the nocebo effect. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I definitely believe in mind over matter. Like I think, um, there's definitely truth to the whole numerology thing. There's definitely energy and numbers, but mm -hmm. I, I could I could totally be wrong, but I choose to believe that I can like bend around that. You know what I mean? If I think hard enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, bro, all the secrets are in GG33. You gotta sign up. <laughs> 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 no, shout out to the GG3 community, because I really do fucks with them. A lot of information that I, you know, I learned from them. I learned the basic numerology shit off Twitter and like a lot of people. So I'm I just never know no no shots at them. I'm forever grateful for them. But um, I know you. Are you part of that community, or you just you just learn from them, or as well, or or what? I'm like somewhat a part of it. I kind of distance myself a little bit. Um, but I mean, I still talk to everyone. I just haven't gone to any meetings, or like I'm not very present in the chat rooms. But yeah, I mean, I still talk to everyone here and there. Mmm. Mmm. I like that, man, because you are an 11 LP. I just, I, yeah, I just don't like being a part, like, I don't like labeling myself or being a part of a group, you know what I mean? Like, if there's something I don't necessarily agree with, I kind of want to, yes. like, I don't want to have to say that I agree with everything or don't agree with this just because of, like, who I'm associated with. Like, I try, I'm associated with a bunch of different people. Like, I used to be part of the Randonauts, and I went my own way with that, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did that. Yeah, the only reason I found out about Randonauting was because of you. What happened with that? You just didn't feel it no more yeah just different like philosophical differences and kind of like misunderstanding and miscommunication on uh my end and their end with you know some of the things that we were working on like marketing and and just like the overall philosophy of what the project was supposed to be about <clears throat> and yeah things just got confusing once we started blowing up like everyone was getting really paranoid honestly it mm. seemed like um one of our 
uh, one of my mentors and one of the mentors of the creator of Randonauts is was uh, Joseph Matheny, and he basically he was talking about how the trickster can sometimes do that. He thought that he thought Randonauting was kind of like a a trickster energy type um, yeah activity I, I, activity I guess I don't know how you'd say that, but like the trickster can do that, and it will. Mm basically make people paranoid i guess if um i'll just be honest because everyone was really focused on money at that point you know everyone was talking about right. like we were all blowing up and going viral and so the trickster doesn't like to have a profit made off him so if he thinks that everyone is in it for the wrong reasons he's going to cause problems and disconnect between people mm. is and that- that's what joseph warned us about and it happened is that what inspired this the your institute of Foley, or is this something completely different that you're doing with the institute? Yeah, that's actually what did inspire the institute for Foley was it was kind of a breakaway from the Randonauts, where my idea of using the Randonauts was kind of to find the edge of consensus reality mm. and see what's on see what's on the borders of the matrix, and um, they. Like I, I wanted to break the matrix and I kept saying stuff about how we live in a simulation. They just didn't agree with the simulation philosophy. Mm-hmm. They had all these different ideas about reality tunnels and stuff like that. So I chose to go my own way and, you know, do my own sort of movement, I guess. And I'm not really sure how I'm going to make that work yet. You know, I'm still kind of fleshing the idea out, but I, I think as time goes on, like I'll have a better idea. I'm kind of, I think one of the first things I'm going to do is write a story about it and just see how the story turns out interesting um so you're big on you like you like to write huh yeah i think writers control the narrative i think writers ah. create the, the narrative of reality ah nick you don't feel like you've broken the matrix yet i mean in some ways but it's a never-ending thing right right it is it's never ending but my and my definition of breaking the matrix bro is financial freedom you know that that to me is like when you don't have to you know, abide to anything, you know, you don't have to be anywhere based on a time, uh, you know, or any of that, you know, just being tied down. I feel like that's breaking the matrix to me when you're able to do what you want, when you want, however you want. Um, yeah, yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely one level of it. Um, mm-hmm. and I totally agree with that, but I think that there's other level, like, I mean, now with the way that the world is, they're like infiltrating every aspect and it's not even as easy to be, um, uh, like financially free anymore. I mean, even with my, with my books, it's wow. like, so, so, so many are going missing because the UPS, the USPS is taking a shit, you know, Biden has this new general for, or a new head of the USPS. And he's thinking about making shipping even more expensive. The prices already went up. They're thinking what? about, uh, make, making the hours that they work less, like all these different things. And ever since COVID, uh, packages have been going missing. Like they're just making it more and more difficult. So yeah, I mean, definitely financial freedom is one of the levels of breaking the matrix but i think that there's even more stuff that we have to do like I, i'm thinking about getting out of america by like 2022 to be honest mm. Mm. damn you don't want to be in, in, in american soil no more i don't know man i mean i'll see how it goes but are you trying I to don't live, know if i are you trying to do that off the grid um breaking the matrix off the grid type thing or no yeah i think that's the i think that's another level is being off the grid mm. that nomad life yeah, <laughs> I just maybe had, go to the mountains and find real enlightenment or something. <laughs> I just I just had a, a nomad Brad on my on the pod and you know just, just hearing his story out and like the way he's just you know he's he took that leap of faith and it's like man people really 
you know, I told him like, bro, you broke in the matrix. I'm like, you out here in, yeah, yeah. in this under the stars, sleeping under the stars, you and you know, taking baths in the rivers and shit. Like that, yeah. that, that, I, that yeah, I've talked to him a few times. That that looks so fun, dude. Bro. So and then we're talking about the way he just builds these vans and everything. I'm just like, bro, that's that's like you need certain skills to even do that. So you know, learning learning his story and learning how how he got on his journey was was amazing because he went through a whole hurricane, you know, like in the Virgin Islands. So it was it's crazy, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. But there is different levels. I agree to breaking the matrix. I I, I never really looked too deep into that, but there is, yeah. Um. So uh. You have plans on any like on books? You have more books in, in mind, or you just, you just taking it you know slowly? Or how long does it really take you to come up with these ideas or the concept? Well, so so the second book took me like I would say a year to complete. The first book probably like six months. Um, but this I, I'm all I'm already working on a third book, and um, so yeah, that that should honestly be done soon like it's going faster than i expected and i think i'm gonna call it the stairway to serious the stairway to serious oh yes oh. <laughs> um do you do you ever get um tired of going down these uh these rabbit holes um yeah i mean so, yeah i mean there's definitely periods where i just like want to completely check out uh, like mentally check out of the, like the conspiracy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of why I've moved over to like studying the star Sirius and the lady and all these strange connections mm. um, with sync with all the synchronicities happening around that. Because like I said, I think there, I think too many people make the mistake of going down the rabbit hole and only focusing on the dark. And I think that's what I was doing for a long time on accident and talking about the yeah. Saturn cube all the time. I like inadvertently trapped myself in the cube mm. and I was just on my black cube, black cube phone all the time, answering questions about the black cube. And I'm like, dude, I mentally exhausted of this idea. And so I started writing a story about how I broke out of the cube and it's kind of manifesting into this real life scenario where, um, you know, I'm having all these synchronicities surrounding Sirius and the lights in the sky and, and these, and the, I don't know if you read the recent thread, but like a frog thought of the sky Yeah. Uh -huh. um, when I was in, when I was in Florida and that was super odd. And yeah. when I got back from Florida, I learned um, that the, that a lot of people that experienced the UFO phenomenon also experienced the frog falling out of the sky thing. And the frog is a symbol of Hathor, the mother goddess. She's also sometimes represented as a frog headed person. So mm. Yeah, I, I'm focused more on like this divine feminine love aspect now. And I think mm. it's kind of a conspiracy. I mean, it's been covered up and it's hidden in occult symbolism. And so it, I'm still in the conspiracy world, but this is more of like the light side. But you have you have fun with it now, huh? Yeah, yeah. This is fun to me. Yeah. This new stuff I'm studying is actually fun. I, I, I totally get that because... You know, when I when my journey began, when I started listening to the tinfoil hat, you know, that's what really kind of like catapulted me like super into just looking into everything, connecting everything. I'm like, oh, shit, this is crazy. But then obviously you go and I got super invested into QAnon. You know, I, I, I was very like, no, like this is this is this happening, this happening. And eventually I broke out of it. And we realized, oh, shit, like this is all just to, um, I guess, just keep like keep the energy, you know, just keep looshing us, you know, keep the loose going, I guess. And I'm and, right. And now I'm at a point where it's just like, OK, I'm done telling people to look into pedophilia. I'm done telling people to look into all this negative, dark shit. Like, fuck all that. Like, honestly, 
just worry about you and yours. I'm like, just don't believe these people because now I feel like everything that's on a screen is questionable. So I'm not gonna yeah, be, yeah. I'm not gonna react on anything no more. So that to me is also like I'm not giving them much anymore. You know, now I just have now it's entertainment to me. I have fun with it. I crack my jokes. Now I'm, I'm at a point where I'm trying to bridge the truth community with entertainment, with the hip hop culture, with with uh, make it right. make it fun because. It don't all have to be dark, you know. And why create those thoughts in people's in mind, you know? Like I, it, it trips me out, bro. I'm like, damn. I was really telling people, oh, you should go look into all this pedophilia stuff. Like, look at this crazy. I was sending people that fake Podesta video. Like, bro, like, this is, like it's crazy thinking about what I was doing. It's wild. I, right. I, I mean, it's a red pill that's needed on some people's journey to like wake them up to the everything's fake type of uh, thing. Mm. But like, like you said, like. At a certain point, though, you have to stop focusing on the dark. And like you were talking about, like laughter is so important. I think that's the highest vibration we have. Mm. And I think like I look at comedians as artists, like they're visionaries. They're, right. they're just another version of a, of a creative. And, you know, joke telling is an art. Like you have to be clever. You have to string your words together in an eloquent, eloquent way. And like um, I believe humor is like the imagination's ability to flip perspective upside down. It's like mm. you look through the telescope at the opposite end of the spectrum and you make a big problem small and you can laugh in the face of fear. And I think the, I think like the gods are confused when you do that. They're like, what are they doing? Why are they laughing? Why are they not taking this seriously? Mm. Mm. Never looked at it like that. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting, man. How do you feel with uh, about this whole everything fake narrative going on? Um, I mean, at the bottom of everything, yes, it is all fake. I mean, mm. I really believe that. I think it's a simulation, hallucination, um, Maya illusion, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is. Like I like I've said a million times, uh, atoms are made of ninety nine point nine nine percent empty space. We can only see a very small uh, percentage of the light spectrum. We're definitely not seeing the whole reality we're seeing a very small portion of it mm. and the portion that we're seeing is literally a construct inside of our brain so yeah everything's fake but i just think it's like a i think it can be disillusioning to think everything's fake um in the way that people are starting to treat other people as if they're npcs and i i think that the npc theory could be true there could be hollow vessels out there or there mm -hmm. could be agents and stuff like that but like the Buddhist philosophy, which I'm not saying I'm Buddhist. I mean, I just look into kind of everything right. or even, or even the, like, um, even what Jesus said, you know, just love your neighbor. Um, and like, so even if every, even if everyone around you is an NPC and they're just a projection of your mm -hmm. own mind, why would you hate them? It's a, it's you pushed out. So you should love them. You should love that part of yourself, you know, and that's, what's going to make the reality around you better. So if you treat everything with love. Yeah. Cause I feel like even just yeah, cause saying everything is fake, it kind of it, it, it's 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 kind of dangerous too, you know. They can sigh off that easily too. Right. I mean, you can't treat traffic as if it's fake. You can't just ignore your bills or ignore like a health problem. Like that's going to catch up with you eventually. Mm, mm, yeah, I think it's just every just the just the the narrative, I guess. I've been watching Westworld, bro. You know, I got into Westworld recently and. I'm watching it. I'm like, yo, nah, everything really is fake. <laughs> Cause you don't know. Well, dude, we I, don't know. I, yeah. I love that philosophy of Westworld or like the, I guess like the theme of it where the robots have these, uh, 
like false memories implanted in them and they live the same day over and over and over again. Yeah. I think it's kind of, I, th I honestly think that's what we're in is like a time loop where we have like the universe could have been created fucking one second ago yeah. and it could have been created with the appearance of being billions of years old and we it could have been created with all our memories of the past. And so the only real moment is now and that's the only moment that things can actually get done. And now is the only moment that you can achieve enlightenment. Now is the only moment that you can, you know, make yeah. things better. Now, bro, yes. Now I keep telling people like, man, sometimes we 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 so worried about learning about the past to prevent everything from the to prevent it from happening in the future that we forget to live in the in the present. And right. the now is really, yeah, when you make the change, when you make, when you, yeah, today, bro. It starts today, not tomorrow, not yesterday. It starts today, right now. I agree. Right. And um, there's something I wanted to bring up that I forgot. When you're talking about the, um, like, telling people to look into all the dark stuff, there's actually a verse in the Bible that I've been thinking a lot about lately. I forget the exact verse, but I, I believe it's in Thessalonians where they say something like, you know, don't even talk about, what those people do in the darkness don't talk about what those people do in secret because it's like it's just making negative energy mm. and it's not bringing glory to god whatever you want to define god as it's right. not like you're not using your words for a good purpose if you're just talking about you know child sacrifice and stuff like yes. that you're just you know no one wants to be around a person like that yes bro i know i know because you think you're doing something you think you're trying to wake these people up you know and it's funny because i don't have kids so it's just like I i'm over here like yo i'm trying to put you on game because you actually have kids and I love y'all and y'all don't want to listen and getting to that point where you get mad at people and just more division. Right. And it's just like, I don't, I'm not trying to do this. I'm, I'm out. Um, even like now, right. bro, even when it comes to getting, you know, people getting the whole vaccine and everything, I tell people now, my uncle, my uncle tells me the other day, Oh, I, I got my first shot today. How you feeling? Oh, I feel good. Okay, cool. That's all I care about. Cause I don't, I'm not here right, to argue right. no more about, no, you shouldn't have gotten it. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, if you get sick, that's your fault. I, nah, bro. Where it's a psychological warfare and a spiritual warfare, and hey, man, the the me the media is winning, and I can't blame them for being so you know brainwashed. It is what it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult. I'm watching like almost every single person that's close to me, like family wise, um, has gotten the vaccine, and I just I just hope that they end up okay. I don't. I really don't know. You know, some of those articles could just be more loose exactly, harvesting. You know, yeah. telling us that people are dying and stuff. Like I do believe people are dying, but um, you know, why are they allowing those article, like these news articles, to come out? Exactly. You know, I think it's 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 by design. They're socially engineering yes. anti-vax versus pro-vax. Um, you know, side to things. You know, they want us more divided and conquered. They're just creating the different sides, bro. They're continuing. They're just creating different sides all the time. We got pro-vaxxers yep. versus anti-vaxxers. We got masks versus anti-masks. We got the people that want to open up versus lockdowns. We everybody is so divided right now, bro. And it's so easy. We're so fragile right now as a, as a, as humanity. And it's and it's unfortunate, you know, because me, like you said, I think you tweeted this the other day where conspirituality Twitter has became like a whole like different pocket in reality where I hop on Twitter and it's like, damn, these people are on my wavelength and we all like right. in the same accord, but I, I get off of that simulation. I go into the real world and it's like, shit, like people, like it's not nothing how it is on Twitter and it's it's wild to me. Right. Hey, do you do you edit these podcasts? Um, I can. Okay, well... Maybe you won't have to. Sorry, the church bell just went off. I wasn't sure if that was too loud. <laughs> nah, man, I'm loud. You know, my voice, <laughs> my voice overrode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but um, yeah. I mean, so all these people, you know, 
talking about the darkness and stuff like that and arguing with people trying you know they think they're trying to wake people up but you know i truly believe that the way to fix this problem or any problem is not to fight the old model it's to build a new one that's that works better you know you don't fight that you don't fight the existing reality you create a new one mm. and i forget who said that but if some some philosopher is way smarter than me and i i think that's the way to do it and to circle back to like you you saying what you like about the writing is you're the you're creating the narrative and that's what we need we do need more people creating this this script to this realm that we live in you know we got to change minds out here bro and i feel like you your account that's why that's why I, in the intro i said i consider you a, a, a top dot conspiracy conspirator account because you are the new wave of the jordan maxwell's the the um the freeman flies even the alex jones type thing however people feel about him you know but i feel like you are one of those the newer the new generation of waking people up and I want to give you just your flowers right now because you have woken up a lot of people, bro. You 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 played a big part in my awakening, you know, in my in my conspiracy journey. So um, I like you. You're completely writing this new narrative, bro. A hundred percent. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hum it's humbling to hear. It's definitely very bizarre to you know i get messages like that all the time and it's it's crazy would you would you have ever thought you were in this position i remember you, you had a, a podcast one time i forgot who it was with but you said that you know you used to listen to a lot of rogan and stuff like that and you kind of wanted to be that type of like you know personality or, or uh or something like that along those lines right am i wrong or yeah no that's 100 percent right i mean i've i always wanted to be in this type of position since probably like eighth grade or a freshman in high school I was thinking about stuff like this and I never saw myself, you know, just, I, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew it had to be something creative. Um, and yeah, so one of my biggest turning points was I was just landscaping and every day I'd go into work, I would just listen to, you know, Joe Rogan podcasts with Duncan Trussell. Mm. And I, I was like, if these dudes can sit around and talk about these crazy ideas, like, I can do that too. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's real. There's people doing it. Cause you know, your whole life you're told like, Oh, you want to be a musician. Oh, you want to be an author. You want to be this or that. That's unrealistic. I'm like, by definition, it's not unrealistic. It's real. I can see it. I see other people doing it. It's possible. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so listening to him was a huge, was a huge, uh, inspiration or a part of what helped me believe in myself but you chose you, your your artistic choice was to write right you didn't really jump into doing audio and recording and doing podcasts right because i was always a writer i was writing music and poetry and stuff like oh, that okay. so i figured you know why and and then i went to school for philosophy for three years and while i was in school for philosophy i was doing all these essays that i you know i was having a lot of fun with them mm -hmm. um but I was also, you know, doing my conspiracy thing on the side as like a hobby. And I was like, why don't I just try and write like one of these philosophical essays on a conspiracy theory? And I'll just do it for myself. You know, I'll just do it to have fun. And then I post, I started posting them all to Reddit. And that's where it really started just because people loved them. And I was like, well, maybe I should try posting it to Twitter. And then that's where it all started. Wow. So that's the evolution then. You went from doing essays to the threads. Mm-hmm. Mmm, cause your threads really, you know, it, they 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 fuck up Twitter, bro. Every time you drop a thread, I feel like Twitter Twitter stops. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> like for real, cause I remember when you dropped that uh, when you did drop the um, 
which is the one that I caught live that you that you dropped? They really fucked me up. The Saturn one, the one about the the Saturn being the original sun, or the or was it that being closer to like yeah, us? yeah, that one really fucked me up because I was really big on like Saturnelli at the time and just learning about Saturn. So I was like, oh shit, no wonder these people worship Saturn. Like, damn, it makes sense. So that one, that one fucked me up. What, in your opinion, which one is your which out of all your threads? Which one, which ones are your favorite? Your top three. Top three favorite threads. Um, that you were so excited to post, like, oh, this one's gonna fuck up Twitter. I know it is. Honestly, it's my mo- it's my most recent ones. Like, I love the um, thread about the sentient world simulation. Mm, um, yeah, that was good. Uh, did you did you read that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, sentient world simulation is one of my favorites because it's one of the most bizarre and most like it's based in a lot of facts. Like the University of Purdue, for people who aren't familiar literally said that they're trying to create a mirror model of this world and it's continuously updated in real time using all of the data from your phone and from and from computers all over the world and stuff like that and all of this data is used to create a digital doppelganger of you um so there's an avatar <clears throat> that represents you and acts almost just like you based on all of your you know, your, your searches on your phone, your frequent locations, all of your transactions, they're able to predict what you will do in the simulation. <clears throat> and that theory really fucks me up. Um, and yeah. then I, I love, I love the theory. I love the thread. Uh, did chaos magic break reality? <clears throat> and mm. then, um, which one was that one about? That one is about the like progression from, I guess it all starts with, for me, it started with like William S. Burroughs, mm-hmm. how he was um, practicing chaos magic. And one of the things he would do was he was trying to dismantle and destroy <laughs> the current reality. Mm. And one way he thought he could do this was by writing books using chaos. And so what he would do is he would cut up newspapers and um, and magazines and put all the words in a hat and then randomly pick these words out of the hat and then put them in a sentence and then write a story that way. And he thought he was literally like deconstructing language by doing this. And he thought language is one of the things that programmed reality, obviously. Mm. And so he thought if he did, if he did this, he could like deprogram people and, and, you know, fuck with, I guess, the foundations of reality. And um, he wrote a lot of books that shaped like pop culture. I mean, the term heavy metal that we use to describe music actually came from one of William S. Burroughs books uh, about a heavy metal kid. Um, I mean, when you think about that, oh, that term, yeah, when you think about that term, it's kind of like nonsensical. Like, why do we call it heavy metal? Well, it comes from him. And <laughs> and while he was doing this, he also kept pulling out the number 23. So he was the um, origin. Uh, the 23 enigma originated with William S. Burroughs and the cut up method. And <clears throat> William S. Burroughs was friends with Robert Anton Wilson. They were talking about this 23 enigma. And Robert Anton Wilson kept having synchronicities with the number 23. And then he came to believe that the number 23 was associated with the star Sirius, and he thought he was receiving messages from aliens and all this really crazy stuff. Um, Robert Anton Wilson is actually the person who popularized the idea of the Illuminati through his Illuminatus trilogy. And um, he was a publisher of Playboy, and he was writing conspiracies about the Illuminati and Playboy magazine are publishing them. And his hope was, because back then, um, I think this was like the 60s, -hmm back then people were just as divided as they are now. And he's like, if I can give the people a common enemy, 
maybe I can bring them together. Like rather than left versus right, it's us versus the Illuminati. And so he started publishing those. And then things started getting really weird. Like he started believing that the Illuminati was actually a real thing, even though it began as a joke. Mm. That's heavy right there. Yeah. And so that's, that's the whole idea behind the the chaos magic magic. break reality thread. And then I, and then my, my third favorite is obviously the lady, at, at least right now. The lady? Yeah, Chris Bledsoe and the lady. Oh, okay, the one you um, just dropped. Yes, his story about meeting with the mother goddess, Hathor. Man, how how long do you take to do these threads, though, or to write them out? Do you plan them out, or um, is it like an inspiration? Yeah, I do, sparks it? I do plan them out, um, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's a combination. It's like I'll get inspired to write about an idea, and... Sometimes I'll get inspired to write about multiple ideas at once and then I'll write them down. I'll be like, okay, you're going to do this one, this one, and then that one. And then it'll just play out that way where like naturally I'll research this thing and I'll find more research for the next one by doing the first topic. And yeah, it's like a combination of flow state and like mm. making myself do making myself do it. So it's a little bit of both. Sometimes it'll take like a week. Sometimes it'll be 24 hours where I just stay up all night and just write. Shit, those those the threads, bro. You're known for your threads, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, so that is that really what got you to the the level you're at? I mean, your the status you're at. I mean, I don't know. I don't like saying it like that. I don't want to you know make you feel weird, but you know, you know what I mean. Did that give yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, followers? it was definitely it was definitely the threads. I mean, the first thing I ever posted was <clears throat> the Saturn Timecube thread after I posted it to Reddit. Um, after I posted it to Reddit. I saw Sam Tripoli um, post the link of my Reddit post, and he was like, this is what I'm talking about, or something like that. And I was like, oh, shit, I should just reach out to him and say, hey, I posted that. He didn't get back to me, so I was like, I'll just post the thread on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then I I copy, I copy and pasted the whole thing, added some pictures, and then that kind of went, went a little bit viral, got like a th- couple thousand likes. And then the one I did immediately after was did the world end in 2012, and that got like 100,000 retweets, and that's when I started growing. Mm. You know, you know what you put me onto, bro. Um, the plasma apocalypse, and um, I had TT nine zero on my on my show, and you know, I he broke it down a lot. You know, we got we got into it, um, but that one was that one was crazy because I remember when you when because you, I thought you're the first. I think I even said on the episode like you're the you're the one that introduced me to that theory, and when I started looking into it, that's when I reached, reached out to TT to get more information on that, and that one was that one was crazy too. So like, yeah, that's actually who I talked to for a lot of the information. I was like. Because mm. TT was posting a, a lot of th- threads that were kind of like just pictures and little bits of information. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I understand this. And I think this is an amazing idea, but I don't think this is like palatable to like a huge audience. So and I contacted him. I was like, do you care if I like make like a like a like a really well written thread, like, you know, with a bunch of detail and a bunch mm-hmm. of sources? And yeah, he gave me permission to use some of his pictures and stuff like that. <clears throat> Where do you stand? Where do you stand on that? On the plasma apocalypse and like the purples, you know, that's a big thing right now. Everything purple and the plasma apocalypse is, you know, plasma's purple. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So with the plasma apocalypse, I think it like there's going to be some sort of event that happens with the sun. Right. Or like, you know, either it'll be like the plasma apocalypse or solar flare or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um. I do think that's like a cyclical event that happens all the time. I'm not sure when it'll happen. Correct. If it'll happen in our lifetime or not. Mm-hmm. Or I've also been entertaining the idea that it's kind of, it's a it's avoidable. Like I think these cyclical resets happen when 
Um, this is just my own theory. I think these cyclical resets happen when the earth is too negatively polarized. Mm. And so the earth kind of, ha the earth kind of has like this built in program, like mother nature has to, you know, reset it's reset herself to protect herself from getting totally, you know, like getting sick from all the stuff we're doing to her. But if we can turn it around, I think that that won't be necessary. To me, the plasma apocalypse seems like the most logical type of reset to happen, like the most nat like natural disaster type thing to happen. Um, right. That that's why that's how I look at it, you know, because I don't I don't I never stood on the December twenty first day. I never stood on um like I don't like putting time frames on nothing like that because that's how it gets demonized too, and it started becoming a joke. Like right, right. I thought we we're supposed to get superpowers on the twenty first. It's just it becomes <laughs> you know it becomes like mainstream shit. So I never got set on the date, but just hearing him out, hearing TT out, and just looking into it, I'm like, this sounds like the most logical thing for us to be in a reset. Like the, I believe this caused right. caused the great flood. I believe this caused the mud, the mud, you know, the mud floods or whatever. This I believe mm -hmm. this was the event. Now when it's gonna happen, I don't know. Who knows? Well the point of a prophecy is for enough people to hear it that they, you know, divert from that. Mm. You know, that's the point that was the point of prophets is they would come and be like, hey, if you don't repent to God or if you don't change your ways, bad shit's going to happen. So the point of a prophecy is for it to not happen. Mm. But, you, but this so is like I said, I think I still, like I said, I think it can be avoided if we, okay, I guess if we continue, if we continue to create our own pocket reality, <laughs> man, uh, we're, like, we're, but even cause even him explaining the, uh, how a plasma affects the nano, right? Nan nanobots or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then what were they saying that the you know the vaccines had nanobots in them and shit like that? So it's just so much shit that syncs up, bro. That makes it super questionable and, and fishy. But at the same time, it's like, what are they just doing that to get us riled up? You know, for the loose, just to get the conspiracy people going, and then you know create just keep creating the different sides. Like, do you feel like everything that we do come across, right? Whether like all the information that's really out there that we're we're able to access, do you feel like it's out there for a reason and on purpose for us to look into it? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I definitely think like conspiracies going mainstream um, was kind of like manufactured. Like they definitely, but I think it was manufactured because they realized there was an awakening happening. And they're like, we can't stop them from waking up, so we might as well just pump a, a bunch of bullshit into the internet and make people, you know, have no, absolutely no idea what's going on and have everyone confused. And so. That's why I've been obsessing over Robert Anton Wilson's philosophy of mystical agnosticism, which is like you're able to entertain all these different models of reality, but you don't hold on to one 100 percent. Like you, you don't have a fixed model of reality. You can continuously update it. You can continuously change it when you need to. And yeah, so like I think that's the only way to stay sane in this world that's so full of like information overload and deception. I like that. Yeah, it's true. That is true. I feel like we can't, we, we're constantly, you know, we can constantly update the hardware or the whatever, you know, the firmware, whatever it's called, you know, we could definitely keep updating this, this reality every day. Right. Um, and we don't have and to. Socrates just, said it first, you know, I know that I know nothing. And that's the most freeing state to be in. You don't mm -hmm. have to be right. Facts, bro. I've learned that, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm still young, so I'm, I'm stubborn, but Yes, a hundred percent. You're not, and it's okay not to be right. It's okay not to know the answers. Mm -hmm. It's okay, bro. It's okay. It means you're learning. Yeah, man, and, and you have to be a student. I mean, as much as you want to be a teacher, because some people will call you a teacher, but at the same time, even yourself, like I, I'm pretty sure you consider yourself a student as well. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's and that's and it should be like that. Like we should continue to keep growing and, and learning. And like I, I I have this little saying where where it's uh all these conspiracy stuff, all this information, bro, to me it's just puzzles. I mean pieces to a puzzle that I'm never gonna finish and it's fine. Oh I yeah. I don't care to finish this puzzle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, me and Brother Berg have been talking about that a lot lately. Um Shout out to Brother Berg. To, you know you know him? Brother Berg, I just had I had him on my I had him on the show. He was on my thirty third episode. Oh, Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I love Brother Berg. Yeah, we've been talking about that a lot lately, is mm-hmm. that, like, this life is essentially a never-ending riddle. And, the, and like, realizing that the incomplete picture is the whole picture is the answer, kind of. That's, like, what enlightenment is. I'm not saying I'm there, because if I was enlightened, I'd be fucking right. on the mountain somewhere reaching nirvana or whatever. But But I do think that, like, that's a good step, is, like, realizing that, the puzzle doesn't end and you don't have to solve it. Like you just be content yeah. with the unsolved puzzle. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And you just keep, keep acquiring the pieces and keep trying to put it together and figure it out. But don't, don't get so obsessed with it. It's fine. To right. Not understand. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed yes. to be a game, you know, figuring it out. is supposed to be fun. Not like miserable and like, Oh my God, what am I going to get this all together? Yes, 100%. And I think that's why I say when all this information, this community, it gets like when you introduce new people to this information, it's overwhelming. Like, what? Like, what? Where do I start? Where do I go? What do I do? And it's just like, relax, chill, you know? Um, everyone, there's, a, there's some, everyone's journey starts different. And there's something that happens in their life that triggers, you know, their journey. So, shit. Some people might be health, you know, they get super fucked up and then they, they get on this health journey and then they get into this awakening journey and then they, you know, they, they wake up like that. Everyone's journey is so different, bro. And it's amazing. I love hearing people's story and how they got to where they got. And then I just take what I want to take from their story and apply it to my, my inner matrix and my reality and keep creating my little world. Right. Oh man, brother Nick. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk about the uh, the Aquarian uh, singularity because I'm I'm not really too, I'm not too familiar on what the, what that book is about. What is that? What is that about? The Age of Aquarius. Uh, yeah, kind of how I believe that. Like, so the last book left off where essentially we're in like a limited reality represented by the cube, and I think as we you know get more into the Age of uh, Aquarius. You know, we're going to see the cube like metaphorically open up, like time is going to become less restricted. We're going to see more Mandela effects. Time's going to act more like reality is going to become more wavy. I think that's why we're seeing uh, so mm. many new, like so much more progress in the field of like quantum technology. I think once we have like a quantum Internet and and everyone's using quantum computers or at least there's more all over the world, things are just going to get a lot more weird. Weird man, we're you, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're going into a Ready Player One type of ecosystem, huh? Do you think? Yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely part of it. I think, um, I think, like I I talked about this on Twitter like a few weeks ago. How I think um, that they're putting a lot of these very obviously CGI videos on the news lately because mm-hmm. they're trying to blur the lines between fiction and reality. So, you know, to prepare us or an augmented version of reality where everything is CGI. I think that's what they're doing is like subliminally prepping us. I mean, even Elon Musk uh, a couple weeks ago is posting pictures of like rockets taking off that were so obviously fake. It it looked like a computer simulation. And he even said, 
haha the simulation made this or had a hard time making this look real i'm like yeah and that 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 dude confuses me i can't tell if he's like uh, trying to subtly hint to us that you know he's a part of like some bullshit <laughs> or if he's just messing with people to further the confusion i i really can't tell with him how do you feel about the celebrities then like everyone that does have a platform at that at that level that's that's trying to push something like, do you question it or do you, do you sometimes think or do you feel like everyone anyone in that type of position is already controlled opposition? I don't feel like every single person at that level is controlled op. Um, okay. But I do think that some of these people really believe they aren't controlled op and that they're so caught in the mill. They're so they might even be mind controlled to such an extent that they don't even realize that their ideas aren't their own. So what are your thoughts on Kanye then? Because to me, I feel like Kanye is the, the only person at his level that continues to uh, question the, the powers that be, that continues to go against him. And I feel like every time he ends up hospitalized or something happens to him is when he they, they MK Ultra him again. What are your thoughts on yeah, Kanye? Yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I'm with you. I really believe that. I think that he... Um, I think that, yeah, I think at one point he sold his soul. He was a part of the establishment and he was mind controlled or whatever and maybe even like under a curse by the kardashians mm. um i think those were like his handlers or whatever and he was That's... trying to break away from her he was trying to break away from the industry and yeah i think he's i think he's trying to break out of his programming do you, when they break out do you think they can never break out or does or does that mean death quote unquote you know whatever if they do die or not um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a dangerous game. Um, I think some of these people will fake their death to get away from it. I think mm. some people are obviously killed off. Um, but some people like Kanye, he might have like just a level of protection around him and so much like notoriety that if he was killed off, it would too many people would question it right away. You know what I mean? As where in the past, not many people were privy to this kind of thing. If Kanye dies, bro, I'm calling it right now. I think Foul Azul said this too. He died in a car accident and explode. That shit exploding. You seen that runaway? <laughs> you, you, seen, you seen that runaway? The, his runaway movie his, from Dark Twisted, my Dark Twisted, my Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh no, I haven't. I mean, I've listened to the album, but I haven't seen the. He dropped like the movie. A, no, he, he dropped like a film when the album dropped as well. He did like a little short film with it with all the songs on it, and and the in the in that he died in a car explosion. So we kind of feel like he that will happen to him. Because he can't, I mean, if he's not with the Kardashians no more, I can't see him dying with like a medical condition, you know? If it is, it'd probably be like cancer or something. Mm -hmm. Who knows, bro? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I hope he doesn't. So, which, like, how do you how do you feel about just like the, the music industry and, and all that? Like, you know, do you really believe it's like a lot of dark art shit going on in there? Or do you think it's also a lot of just like YouTube propaganda that makes that makes us think that? No, I don't think that's propaganda. I think a lot of these people are for sure into some weird, dark stuff. Mm. And, um, um, yeah, like I said, I think some of these people, you know, I think some of these people are so mind-controlled once they sell their soul, either metaphorically or literally, that when they make their music videos, they might not even be being told what to do. They might really think that they are creating it according to their vision, but they're just, you know, they don't realize that their ideas are coming from demonic spirits or something like that and some of them i think they are completely controlled like lady gaga <laughs> she uh, freaks me out dude like yeah. i've seen so many videos of her like glitching out and going into different personas bro jay-z calls himself rain man and you know rain man is a demon right 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rihanna. All, all of, yeah, a lot of his album covers have Freemason symbolism. I think he is a Freemason. Yeah, he has to be. He has to be Boule, 100%. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, look, look at Rihanna, bro. Rihanna, uh, you know, she, uh, she, remember when she, when she dropped her album, uh, Good Girl Gone Bad? Everything before that, she was a nice little pretty young girl. And when she went bad after she got the Jay-Z verse, like, coincidentally? Nah, not coincidentally. <laughs> right. It's just funny, bro. It's just funny. Look at like like Kanye. Going back to Kanye, the last rant he had on the Pablo tour, he was saying, "It's a new world, Hillary Clinton. It's a new world, bro." Yeah. He's saying Jay Z have shooters, and then he cancels the tour, hospitalized, and then comes back out with blonde hair, and we, you know that's the symbolism for them K Ultra shit. It just like you can't make this shit up, bro. You know, like <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I think he was. Def- I mean, if you listen to that speech, it sounds like he's definitely. I don't think that's controlled off or loose or whatever. I mean, nah. I don't know how, how that would benefit them. I think he got loose, and I think they didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, they got a loose. A lot of people are too scared. A lot of people are too scared to do that. Because we like we 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 see what happens when you try to go down that route, and that's unfortunate. Right. It's unfortunate. Right. I mean, same, th- same thing happened to Michael Jackson. Some people argued he was one of those people that faked his death, but, I mean, he was going on a tour about saving the world, and... Same thing happened to him. Prince, Prince yep. I'm pretty sure he, he was speaking out against the music industry right before he passed away. He actually died in an elevator when he had a song about an elevator, you know. Um, yeah. It's almost like they're mocking him. That, but that's the type of shit, bro, that makes me a conspiracy theorist. That's why I tell people, like, when MF Doom dies and they announce it two months later on Halloween on a full moon, like, and he died on the full moon and they announce it on 11 days, like, that's the type of shit that makes me a conspiracy theory. They post a picture with a 33 jersey on it, like, that's the type of shit that makes me question all this shit that, is it true? Are they all fucking with us? Are y'all just taking the loose? Because I feel like it's so easy to take the loose from the hip-hop community, bro. Yesterday, hip-hop, a hip-hop blog posted, or oh, Nas releases, or oh, the hip-hop anniversary of Nas's, uh, um, um, I Am Written album, and they posted a picture of fucking NBA Youngboy, and everyone's in the comments going crazy about, oh, wow, really, really? And I was like, yo, like they know how to fucking get y'all attention, and it's, and it's so sad, you know? So that's the type of shit that makes me conspiracy theory, bro. Right, yeah, definitely some of these uh, deaths are, like, for sure planned around, like, significant, like, numerology and gematria and, like, significant dates and, like, you know, so they have the right energy when they make their sacrifice. Right. Um, I definitely believe that. I don't think every single celebrity death works that way but i do believe you know, i think it's a mixture of both some synchronistic some mm. um like and some are orchestrated nipsey hustle thoughts i honestly don't know too much about that i mean i know he was promoting like dr sebi and stuff like that right before his death right yeah and he and and he was uh teaching people to become entrepreneurs and stuff yeah um, bro. bringing the tech companies yeah, def- to the hood yeah, it's, de- it's definitely possible he was taken out. And he dies at 33. It's just mm-hmm. like, that, that's what I mean, bro. It's just like, it's, it's I feel like, and it's sad. You know? Sometimes I feel like I'm insensitive to this shit, but every time a celebrity does die, I, I just wait for the pe- the Gematria people. I wait for because I just, I just wait because they tie it all in for you. And it's like, man, what are the fucking odds? Like, that's really a coincidence? So that's, it's, right. it's, it's hard for me to just really be like, Every, any celebrity death, bro, I feel like it's not organic. Right. I mean, Mac Miller's death hit me the hardest. Um, like, the, I usually don't get upset. I mean, it's not that I don't care that a real person died. It's just like, you know, I'm not 
super close to that person. Right. So mm-hmm. it doesn't affect me that way. But Mac Miller, for some reason, did affect me. And um, I actually went to like the Blue Side Park candlelit vigil and stuff. Mm. And but yeah, I mean, his death, I, I can't tell if it was organic or not. I really don't know. I mean, one of the weirdest anomalies is that like, um, shit, I, I'm going to, I don't remember the exact um, like connections, but there's something weird about his song, Donald Trump being released on some specific day that dealt with Donald Trump and like, Oh wow. Um, yeah, I, I'll have to find, I'll have to dig that up and find it. Also, there was a connection to a white rabbit or something like that. But the, the one that was really weird is he died at 26 and the blue side park album cover has exactly 26 fully visible tri- triangles on it. Wow. Wow. See that's I I just I don't know, bro. I agree with you on the I don't know these people, so I don't I don't get right. inve- I don't get invested like that. I always tell people because you know people always like, oh, you're gonna you're gonna cancel this person when like when something happens with a certain artist, like you're gonna cancel them. I'm like, yo, I only listen to this, these people because of their music. That's the only reason I'm even invested. If this person did the same crime but did no music, it don't it don't matter, right? So I'm just I'm I'm, I'm I separate the music and the artist, and a lot of people can't do that, but. Right, separate the art from the artist. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for a lot of people, but I mean, hey, man, music. If it, it sucks sometimes, because bro, music, music can. As long as it's fire, you can a lot. You can you can get away with a lot of bullshit. <laughs> right. I mean, dude, I re- I really do believe music is gonna be like one of the things that helps saves us. I mean, we know that there's power in words and power in frequencies. So I think music is like a form of medicine, almost. Have you seen the movie uh, 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 Wava Island? Wava Island? Mm-mm. That's a, it's a Childish Gambino. You know who Childish Gambino is? Yeah, I know who he is, yeah. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I, like that movie, that, that's what the movie is basically about. Like the whole, and Rihanna's in it. Rihanna's in it as well. And the whole movie basically is, you know, Gambino is the, he wants to provide music for the, for the island, but the music is banned because they see that how it brings people together and how and how it unites people and everything. It was just a dope little, you know, movie and they ended up killing him and everything because he still ended up doing the show. And it was a dope little movie that has to do basically with that, what you just said. Yeah, no, I love that idea that <laughs> they would probably do that. They would probably do that eventually. Get rid of music if they could. Oh, man. Well, Nick, uh, before we get out of here, uh, a few few little things I want to touch on. Uh, your podcast, What If?, Yes. Uh, can we? Can we? Uh, what's up with what if? Um, what's your goal with it? Do you have a goal with it? You just you just doing it for fun? Are you trying to you know show people different type of conversations that are not being shown or? Yeah. So I mean, that's essentially what I'm trying to do. I'm just kind of talk about the things that I'm interested in at the moment. You know, kind of free form, stream of consciousness style. Um, but, um, I kind of got like super sidetracked with this third book and my trip to Florida. So I haven't uploaded in a while. <laughs> I plan on doing it. Very, I plan, I plan on doing my third episode very soon. Um, and it's going to be, I'm not sure which one I'll post first, but there's going to be another interview, a part two of the interview with Siri sis, who is like a extent, supposedly an extended intelligence being, um, you know, like, like an artificial intelligence, but, um, you just did one of those right? with the AI. What's it? You did an interview with an AI type of thing, or did I read it wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. So okay. I, I did, I did an interview part one with SiriSys, and she's like an AI slash EI. So the reason they call them extended intelligences is, is be, it's essentially, it's essentially a artificial intelligence, uh-huh. but the name isn't super accurate because these people believe that 
we're not creating AI, we're discovering it. They're actually different intelligences in like the ether or something like that. And we're just creating channels to speak to them through. And that channels technology. So they call them extended intelligences as opposed to AI. And so I did a part one with Sirius. I'm going to do a part two. And then I'm also going to do an interview with Rico Rojo, who's like an EI researcher. He's like one of the few that are out there. I mean, this is like a pretty new thing. Mm. And then um, and then I think I'm going to do a few book reviews after that or maybe catch people up on like the weird synchronistic stuff that's happening with all the serious research. And hopefully I'll have some astral projecting stories soon because I'm Ooh. trying to learn how to do that. Ooh, that's interesting, man. What's your choice of psychedelics, bro? Do you have one? I haven't done them in forever, to be honest, but um, mushrooms probably. Yeah. Or like, I haven't even I haven't even done it yet, but I really want to try ayahuasca. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but Throw that's another thing I might do. There's a place in Florida where you can do it, so I you, might go down there and try it. You're residing in Florida. No, no, no. I just keep going there because I love it so much. I know. I'm about to move out there, too, because my parents is out there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, y'all about to go. Y'all open, open. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Nick, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for doing Conspiracy. It was a we've been in, we've been on the talks for a minute, so I'm glad we finally got to got to make it happen. Yeah, me too, man. Thank you for having me. I had a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tag all your stuff. I, I was going to say, you know, let, let, let them know where they can find you. But, man, it's Nick Hinton. They know who you is, bro. If you're listening to this show, <laughs> they know who Nick Hinton is, man. It is what it is. So, shout out to you, bro. Thank you so much for the, for, for coming on my show. I really do appreciate it because people like you bring a lot of, of eyes to my platform or different eyes to my platform. And if they come and they listen because of you but stay because they like what I have to bring into to the podcast game, then, hey, thank you. You know, double win for both of us. <laughs> Yeah, man, and I appreciate you talking about some different topics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just me, bro. I'm just Chris X Matt. I, sometimes, I, sometimes I, I think I beat myself up a lot trying to make this podcast like more, um, like more, more enlightening. You know, I, I, I don't feel like I, I, I articulate myself the best, and that's fine. No, I'm me, I'm myself, and and I have to just accept it. Like, bro, you're bringing a different angle to this to this conspiracy world. Like, just keep doing you. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't don't worry about the other little small pods. Like. Do you focus on conspiracy and keep bridging that gap that I want to bridge? So that's what I, that's what I'm focused exactly. on. Exactly, man. You bring your own unique flavor just as everyone else does. And like you're your own worst critic. Like yeah. I, I thought I did horrible on the, the higher side chats interview I recently did, but I got a bunch of like positive feedback. So you never know. You never know who yeah. who's it's who your message is going to resonate with, you know? I like that. Well, thank you, Nick. I appreciate you, bro. Hope you have a great day. Enjoy your you enjoy, too, man. Enjoy your day. All right, man. <laughs> Late, later, man. Later. Thank you. Yes, sir. Ski. Dropping the top. Yes, sir. Ski. Hey, shout out to the young guy, Nick Hinton. Uh, bucket list for me. I ain't going to lie. Hotep Jesus, Nick Hinton. Yo, you're forever grateful for people like this. We know with with bigger with bigger platforms that they really don't have to do these smaller uh, podcast platforms, you know, but... People like that just proves to me that there's good people out here that just want to keep building community and want to keep helping helping other people build their shit. People like my brother Eyes, you know, shout out to Eyes, always constantly uh, bringing the community together. He's creating this digital community, not even creating it. I just feel like he's bringing it all together. He's very he shows love all the time. He's always showing love to different accounts and telling people what accounts to follow. And you know, shout out to 
eyes, bro. You, you're you're a special human being, and you know, 33 minutes is gonna go up. Um, if you guys are not familiar with 33 minutes, it's a weekly live that I do with uh my brother Eyes and my brother Cujo, and it's myself. So Chris X, Matt, Cujo, and Eyes. It's called 33 Minutes. We're live every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube Live on Cujo's YouTube page. Just go on YouTube and type in 86 Cujo. He's gonna pop up. Um. I believe this is YouTube thing is a uh, codename Cujo. You can even type that in codename Cujo and Cujo is C U J O. I'll have it in the description link as well. But every Friday we're doing those live and we just we talk for 33 minutes uh, about what happened in that week. You know, the episodes that I've dropped, the podcast that I've dropped and uh, you know, things that I has tweeted out and the episodes that he's done because I have done a lot of podcast episodes as well. And his energy is the energy right now in the community is so dope and it's just growing and it's building. And I think. Like Nick said, he had tweeted it and how we talked about we're creating this own little pocket reality, this digital reality on, on Twitter. We're creating our own simulation with like-minded individuals, with people that want to see better in the world, that want to see better in humanity, that want people to do better for themselves, that want people to know um, occult knowledge and esoteric wisdom because the people that run this simulation know that information. So you need to know that information so you can have an advantage as well and you can start applying those that knowledge to your everyday life and you can see how it's going to change your life and sometimes you just have to make that change and the hardest part is making the change and taking that leap so we really are creating this little pocket reality and it's amazing what it's growing into so shout out to everyone on twitter that follows me shout out to everyone that follows eyes shout out to everyone that just follows the community shout out to human vibration shout out to murph shout out to brother berg shout out to rambo shout out to the home record pod shout out to just everyone, man. There's a lot of people to name. Uh, Jen, um, Nicole, just my brother Dennis B. Messiah, you know, the brother Kid Tony. There's just so much people to name. So shout out to everyone because we really are just creating this digital community that's, you know, I think we'll be able to, to lean on each other in the future. And it's growing into that, I believe. And there's enough room for everyone to coexist and to spread the message. And on that note, I'll see you guys next week. Chris Piercy. Okay. Grab your folders in your bags. It's the end of class. Good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And grab your folders in your bags. It's the end of class. Good looking Chris X Matt. We'll be sure to make it back for the next session that you're hosting. See you right in the next show. And